1: Welcome to the Phil Nason Show. Welcome to the Phil Nason Show. We're here to help you become a more profitable and smarter sports better, and we have a terrific show planned for you today. PlayUp Sportsbook presents the Phil Nason Show. Sign up for an account and find out why PlayUp is always your best bet. That's playup.com. Cash with Flash Best Bets has you covered in all the major U.S. sports. We have daily free picks. Premium, pet, premium betting packages, and a whole bunch more. Head on over to CashWithFlash.com. And those listeners of the Phil Nation Show can track all the picks we make. We won't be making any today at BetStamp. Go over to BetStamp.app. That's an app that provides broadcasters, handicappers, and alike a free platform to track our picks. It's the easy-to-follow format. That's BetStamp.app. Now, one of the smartest hockey people I've ever met, Zach from Pick Profits in the house. What's happening, dude? How you doing, Phil? I'm trying my best, but the intro keeps getting longer and longer. Uh, it is what it is. I, I, It sounded good to me,
2: so I liked it. I'm all here for it. We're here to talk some hockey now, and I'm ready. So We
1: are surely here to talk about hockey. Now, two weeks ago, when you were here, the San Jose Sharks were the most profitable team in hockey as far as betting-wise. You told the listeners that's not going to last long, and certainly it hasn't. Now they are the fourth best, but and that should be our story, you know, the betting lines. But sadly, COVID nineteen has reared its ugly head in the hockey world. We had, at the time that I turned off the NHL uh, tracker for me, there were twenty three new additions to COVID to the protocol list since Sunday. And then as you and I were getting ready to do the show, there are more. What's going on with this mess?
2: I don't know. It's crazy. And, yeah, like like now it's not only just guys that are getting COVID like we've heard the last few weeks, but we finally saw yesterday games are finally starting to get postponed, too. Like the Carolina-Minnesota game was postponed once kind of too much COVID got out. I think one of the teams wouldn't have even had enough players. Calgary Nashville game gets postponed. Then I mean that's what I told you. I'm a Bruins fan, and leading into that, I mean the Bruins are almost going to be unbettable for me in the next week or two because the two guys out with COVID on their team are Brad Marchand and Patrice Bergeron. So,
1: <laughs> yikes! You know that? How do you navigate that? Because you do a lot more hockey than I do. I've decided for basketball and hockey, I'm not going to touch another game. Unless I know the COVID situation until at least January 1st, I'm just going to concentrate on the college bowl games and the NFL, and that's it because this is getting crazy again.
2: Yeah, and I agree 100%. Like, especially, you know, Thursday, Saturday, Sundays, like for me, hockey, basketball if we got those football games on the way it's been going for us lately at pick profit, I'm, I'm going with football right now, but yeah, there's those Tuesday, Wednesdays, you know, big slate yesterday. I think the biggest thing is just like you said, it's, it's not completely unbettable. It's more of, a, I want to stay, stay away for a bit, see what's happening. So for me, when I have decided to bet, like we had a couple yesterday, I had the pens on the puck line as a free pick. They won five two, So got that. We had the Tampa Bay lightning, money line that we had a whale play on that it uh got lucky in overtime i don't want to say lucky they played them but it's hockey but regardless it's i think it's being more selective and you know just because there's 12 hockey games on doesn't mean you need to bet 10 hockey games you could maybe find value in one or two right now that's great because like we're talking it, it, basketball hockey a lot of them right now with covid going around with injury season going around middle of the season where teams are really fighting a lot. It, it's really a toss up in a lot of these games more than in, it's a lot harder to handicap. Like you're saying,
1: it's tough last year. Wasn't so bad. I mean, cause we, you know, we knew they had extra measures in place. You know, the guys couldn't go out at night. They had to go back to their hotel if they were on the road. And then the home teams, if you remember, kind of got messed up because those guys were still going out and then they stopped that and it turned out okay. But this this is turning into a crazy thing. Because you know, if you bet and they're not I don't think they're playing tonight the Bruins, but if you bet on the Bruins in the morning with a great line and then that news comes out, that's heartbreaking.
2: Oh, absolutely. And it, it, there's certain teams right too where you know, a lot of teams have the depth uh or more overall, but you look at a team like the Bruins and I mean, this is coming from me, a Bruins fan. I really think we have six guys on our team that keep that team where they are in the standings. I mean, Bruins have been dominant for a long time. That always helps on lines, you know, just for the public betting in general. You see a Boston Bruins team playing a team that hasn't done as well. Most people think the Bruins. But, hey, we got Bergeron, Pasternak, on, Charlie McAvoy, and I like Charlie Coyle a lot, too. Those five guys pass that. And if you lose two of them, that's like 50% of your scoring on your team or more coming from that top line, and you're losing two guys on your top line.
1: That's not good. You know, there, that unlike basketball where, you know, there is some parity in the game where Absolutely. you can get a bench player who comes in and he scores like the Brooklyn Nets had a couple guys this last week do that because they've had issues with COVID. But hockey's not the same way. And, you know, the best players out, that's a big difference, right?
2: Yeah, and even right now, just popped up right beside me on my phone, Calgary Flames add 17 players to COVID protocol list, including Johnny Goudreau, Jacob Markstrom, Rasmus Anderson. So I don't think we're going to be seeing a Flames game for quite a while now, a week or two.
1: That's crazy. and That is crazy. Now, the other teams that have been ravaged, the main ones are the Hurricanes, like you just mentioned, the Flames, the Vancouver Canucks. And that's a pity because Vancouver was starting to turn the corner. I thought, and uh, you know they've won five straight, and now they're plagued with the plague, and, and that's got to be hard. How long do you think it's going to take for some of these teams to rebound? Now I'm not. I've heard that most of the players are asymptomatic, which means they're not sick, yeah. but they just have the virus. But you can't ever. You can't just keep missing time. It's like an injury, right?
2: Absolutely, and I mean. The only way that I look at it not the way we're talking about is the way Ottawa kind of worked out because they, they hit – they had this COVID bug before everybody – I mean as far as this season goes like a couple weeks ago and I remember even a couple weeks ago we were talking saying, yeah, Ottawa, you know, they're Ottawa. But you look at – now they're back and healthy. while other teams are starting to fall apart and they're getting everybody back that's had some rest. It doesn't look like it affected them much kind of like, you know – I think, to the NBA last year when Jason Tatum came back from COVID and he was saying how he was using a puffer coming back from games, and we saw a lot of that in even the NHL, NBA. I haven't really – when Ottawa had COVID, and you know, I'm, I'm not a doctor. I'm not saying this at all, that it's true, but those guys have been buzzing since they came back. And it's the Ottawa Senators, and they just beat Florida 8-2 in Florida last night. They beat uh, Tampa. They kicked the crap out of them the game before. And this is a team – that started off awful, they had all this COVID trouble. And now it almost looks like they were not sick, but they were just resting and getting guys back because they look healthy now. And it's going to be interesting to see in a few weeks if teams that lost all these guys and get all this time off are going to come back flying like that or if they're going to come back with dead legs. Because we know it's usually one of the two when you have a long time off.
1: Yeah. For me, it's always the dead legs. For me, for tennis-wise, there's always the dead legs. When you miss a couple of weeks and you sit on a couch and you're not doing much because they can't really practice either. And, Absolutely. And, that, and that's the worst part of it all is the time away in season. Now, the, also, the Olympics might be in question. There are players who are disappointed in the protocol system in China. They're disappointed that, in a bunch of things. Is it possible that we could because I can't think of uh Olympic games without Canada without the United States you know and, and then you've got the smaller countries with great traditions like Sweden and uh Norway, Finland those countries are having issues too. what could,
2: especially Winter Olympics if we're talking all those countries you said when I think Winter Olympics, I think ice hockey yes. Yeah. You just named the five powerhouses of ice hockey in the Olympics. So absolutely, you know, it would be a big bummer, not only for the fans, but for a lot of those players. I mean, it it only comes around every four years. And now you got a lot of young guys that might be making their first trip to the Olympics. And you you don't want to see them miss it. But absolutely, with the way everything is going and the protocols and COVID coming back, it is definitely looking sketchy right now and in question.
1: Because you, you don't know who to believe that's the problem I was listening. I can't remember who it was, Zach, but I was listening on hockey on Sirius, the hockey channel on Sirius, and one of the players maybe they didn't identify them, but one of the players said, "You know we can't really trust, don't know who to trust because I've tested positive, and I don't feel a thing. Other people have tested positive, they've come back false negatives or false positives." And they've missed time away and it's not fair to the players. It's not fair to their conditioning. It's not fair to the fans and the players are starting to get pretty ticked off about the whole thing.
2: Oh, absolutely. And I mean, like I know if I didn't feel anything, didn't feel sick at all. And I got a test that said I had COVID and I feel absolutely a hundred percent, nothing's wrong. I'd be pretty pissed off myself thinking that I could play, but you know, end of the day, it's, the times we're in right now, I guess, and you gotta follow the protocols for everyone's safety. It, it's like you said, the fans we might not love it, the players that are happening it might not love it, but end of the day, I guess it's what they gotta do. And we did think this was kind of over for a while, especially in sports. I mean, there was that almost a year where it was like, oh yes, nobody's getting COVID, nothing's happened. Now all of a sudden, the NHL is back and COVID's hitting it strong,
1: and and, for, and basketball too, the NBA too. Yeah. Enhanced protocols apparently are coming soon. Is that going to put an end to this? I have, I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's crazy, isn't it? And, and now you wonder why it's hard to handicap games. We don't know who's playing. We don't know the systems they're under. We don't know what the protocols are going to be. And I
2: do find with NHL and NBA, especially um, – you know more more than NFL because they have more time in a week. But you know a lot of the like you'll see goalie expected to play from the nine a.m. in the morning the day of, and then the game's at seven and at six thirty p.m. When most people have already got their bets in, half like before half an hour before the game, you see oh now they're putting in their backup goalie. Oh now this guy's out with COVID. Oh so yeah, it, it makes it a lot tougher to handicap in these short period, like, you know, teams playing back to back goalies expected COVID's hidden. There's just so many variables right
1: now. You know, the last game that I uh, touted over at my site, the last game, the last free pick I, hockey game was the Rangers last week. And, yeah. And I was sure their start, their main goalie, Igor was going to be in the game and he wasn't to end up bringing up a kid who never played. And, and basically he had to eat that one because he gave up a bunch of goals, but had I known that, that would never have been a play. Was I, that the Avalanche game? Yeah, that's what it was. It ended up what that, six to two.
2: Yeah, like six two seven three something like it that. Was we awful. we had, we had a play on that ourselves, and yeah, I think it was a five goal second period for the Rangers. And I mean, if like you said, if Igor's in that, that is you're not seeing five goals in a period.
1: No, I know they I know they want to bring up their young kids and and bless them, but do it sooner. You know, let us know sooner so that we can make better decisions too, you know, because people, it isn't just the hockey players profiting and the teams profiting from the sport anymore. It's sports betters. And one team that people have been making money on the last few games is the Penguins. They are one of the hottest teams in the league. Five straight, along with Colorado, Nashville, and Vancouver. I I wouldn't have thought Vancouver would have been on that list.
2: <laughs> no, but I, I've i been seeing it a you couple have. of it. I do like Thatcher Demko a lot. in yes. And I think he, you know, they have their young studs, but I also think they're a team that that relies too much on the top half of their roster and doesn't, doesn't go as deep, you know. But, yeah, they, they have some offensive talent. They have a great goalie, and they have some young defensemen that are helping chip in. You know, like you said, you don't expect it when we're talking about a team on a five-game streak or something to be putting Vancouver in there. A little bit and you can't even really say it's strength of schedule. They've they've had some good wins in that, but uh I don't think next week we're gonna be talking about a ten game win streak for Vancouver.
1: No, I don't either. We'll we'll have to see if they're even if they don't get hit next. But Colorado though, that team when you talk about a team that can light the lamp. I do believe that they still have the highest goal differential in hockey at plus 27. I, I'm pretty sure it is, and, and it is. That's a great team, huh?
2: And the thing is, they have the highest goal differential, but not only that, they actually let in a lot of goals too. Yeah, their- they do. That's been great. So that shows if you have the highest goal differential when you're letting in a lot of goals too, they can really score. I mean, you look down their uh, – their schedule this year and you'll see a lot of sixes and sevens and stuff like that. Like, I mean, they've scored seven goals, probably eight times this year in a game.
1: That's a powerhouse, man. You know, they're Colorado seven, two and one over their last 10, but plus twice, they've given up 86 goals, 86. That's more than anyone other than the Blackhawks and the coyotes in the central division. That's, that's, that's lunacy.
2: And I, 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 I'm not a, I was a big Darcy Kemper guy, and I do think, especially the way Grubauer is playing in Seattle, that it might, you know, he might not have been the guy for them, but I think they wanted a lot more out of Darcy Kemper because, yes, this team has a lot of offensive goal power, but when it comes to playoffs, they're going to see a lot more defensive teams that aren't going to let you score seven goals in a game, and that's when goaltending and defense is going to matter a lot. And, yes, Colorado has some great defensemen. I mean great Cal McCarr guys like that but I do think that their defensemen as a whole are more of offensive defensemen and that also is why they get scored on a lot it's why they score more goals but you got a lot of guys pinching into the plays more giving up two on ones because of that you know so I think yes I love the way this team's playing offensively but when you see this team in the playoffs, and they're going to be in the playoffs, that's that's a given, but uh, they're going to need to figure out their defensive strategies a lot more and because uh, teams aren't going to let you score seven goals a game in the playoffs.
1: Well, no, they won't. They'll pinch harder. They'll push back, but they still are one of only four teams with 100 or more goals in the season, and, and those kind of teams are like Minnesota, but I like Colorado. on the, I like them on the puck line. I like them at minus one and a half on the plus side of the money line. And I just enjoy the Colorado avalanche. I always have Nashville five wins straight. Now there's a team right there. It's hard to play on the puck line because they have so many one goal games.
2: So many one goal games. And a lot of it that we're talking a team like Colorado with offense, Nashville is defensive team. So when you're playing like that, then you know, Soros a lot of time can steal games too. That's when you see those tight one goal games but I will say, for a team like Nashville that's on a five game win streak, if you looked in those last five games, you were getting some pretty good value on the money line if you were to take them. It's not like when you get a Colorado and it's basically untouchable on the right. money line. You're getting minus 300. You're not <laughs> even getting plus money on the puck line. But, you know. You go to Nashville, they're probably like a minus 120 to minus 150 lately on the money line. And a lot of times it's probably even plus money if they're playing a team that has a better record. And uh, yeah, if, I mean, if you're taking Nashville on the puck line, it's probably near about 200, plus 200 still. Because like you said, there are a lot of one goal games regardless of that five game streak.
1: But I like watching them play. I like the way they play. I like the way they forecheck. I like the way they're aggressive in the corners. And they play defense, like you said. They play defense the full length of the ice. And they're that, one
2: of my. Oh no, you go.
1: No, that's okay. I, that's all I was going to oh, say.
2: They're they're one of my favorite teams when it comes playoff time, and they're at home. I mean, they like you said, like it's not offense in Nashville. Sometimes those guys just forecheck, backcheck. They just work their ass off, really. And when it's at home in playoffs, man, you get the Tennessee Titans guys out there too. You got Taylor Luan in the freaking stands. And all that stuff, it is awesome in Nashville. And I just, home games, I I can't bet against Nashville, even in regular season. And I just think there's a different type of energy in the air sometimes there. And I love to see that after a slow start to the year, they're, they're kind of starting to pick it up and make it look like they're the team that they have been the last few years.
1: They have. They really have. Pittsburgh. Now, Pittsburgh still isn't fully healthy, but they have won five straight. They do outscore. It's not. It's not like it used to be, where they would have a, a huge goal differential. It looks like they are trying to focus a little more on defense because they have these issues. But Sid, the kid's back. They've won five straight. What? What do you? What's to like about the Penguins?
2: Uh well, one big thing, obviously, having Sid back helps a lot. You know, he's people are will say and I do I'm an Ovechkin over Crosby guy personally, even as a Canadian. But people give Ovechkin way more credit than Crosby these days still because it's it's goals you're seeing from Ovechkin. You know, Crosby's goal scoring's been down, but man, the guy is a playmaker. Like he still gets assists on assists. He still makes great defensive plays. He's a guy you can put on the penalty kill on the power play five on five anytime. And then the thing that I really love about Pittsburgh that I think has been helping them is Tristan Jari and Net, you know, uh, he had a couple last year where he played pretty well late in the season, but you know, he wasn't very consistent. And lately I think he's been very, very consistent for them. And like you said, they, they're winning games lately and they still have injuries. You know, Malkin's got the hip. So I don't even know, It'd probably be playoffs if we ever saw him, but, uh, Jake Yensel, he was just on like a I think a something like a ten game goal streak and it didn't end, but now he's also out. So you gotta think, you got the penguins just on fire right now and they're still missing guys that can absolutely light the lamp.
1: And that you know what, and that's gonna be the case for the entire season because of the age of the roster and the dependence on those guys. And, And Sid the kid, you committed blasphemy, you know that, right? Yeah. I know you know, but you know, I had a a long time ago when I first started the show, I met this young fella on Twitter, Canadian kid, and when Sid got hurt, he was very upset. He said, the whole country's upset. We don't like that. He's Sid the kid, and that's all you have to say is the kid, and everyone knows who they're talking about. That's how big he is. So what what Zach just did was give you the straight butter, boy, and he's going to catch a lot of hell for this, but that's okay. He's used to it. He played hockey for a long time. Montreal's catching some hell. They've lost seven straight.
2: <laughs> yeah, and I think the actual, the last win they had was over, funny enough, Pittsburgh, like seven or eight games ago. And I I took Pittsburgh on the puck line last night when they beat Montreal 5-2 because I had lost on it. The last Montreal win, when I saw Jake Allen make about 48 saves in a game, and that, that happens about one every 15 games. So unless Jake Allen is making 50 saves a game, or Carey Price and Shea Weber come back, then uh, the, the Montreal Canadiens are going to keep losing it, and I'm going to keep loving it myself as a Bruins fan.
1: Absolutely you will. And Edmonton, I think they're going to throw some of these teams out of Canada if this keeps up, because Edmonton's lost six straight. Now, I know that they've had some issues with uh, all kinds of things. Is Edmonton really this bad, though?
2: Uh, it's, it's just so funny. It sounds like a broken record year after year to say defense and goaltending is the problem in Edmonton, but it really still is, you know, and then Darnell nurse was out for a while. Um, why can't I think they had another defense? Oh, uh, old, uh, why can't old Chicago guy? Absolute donkey. you got it. Yeah, Duncan Keith, he's been out Duncan. for a while, too. So, you know, there's there's two big guys that had some injuries for a while within this losing streak in Darnell Nurse and Duncan Keith. Those are big defensive names. Uh, goaltending, like we know, they've been, like, ever since Smith has been out, then Koskinen, then he had some issues. They went down to their third string. So they have offensive firepower. We know what McDavid and Seidel can do, especially if you put them on the power play, but – End of the day, it you need depth. Like we, I talked about it with Boston, how y- you're losing these two guys, and even with them, they haven't been playing great. And now they lose them, and I think they're just going to be awful. Edmonton needs their like the beginning of the year when they are the ho- kind of hot, like guys like Zach Hyman and stuff like that chip it in. Sorry, Zach Hyman's not there, but um, yeah, and like literally, yeah, Zach Hyman is there. What am I saying? <laughs> it's I'm okay. There. Uh, Fogle, who's actually a good buddy of mine I played with, and uh, junior. And uh, these guys, they, they can't rely on Connor McDavid and Leon Drysight the win hockey sort of, You can rely on them to be great goal scorers, but end of the day, we can't have a broken record year after year. And like you said, Canada's getting ready to kick Edmonton out because they, they started the year so hot and had so much hype around them. And now it's back to the same old Oilers. People are bitching about their defense, about their goaltending, and it's like we've heard this for literally since the years they were drafting Taylor Hall in the first round. and Like like that. Uh, I can't even think. Who is the other guy they drafted first overall? Yakupov.
1: Yeah, Yakupov. What's he doing now? Is he playing in the KHL?
2: He is playing in the KHL.
1: (laughs) Sometimes it doesn't work out. It is what it is. You can be number one and not be. You know, once that once you hit the ice or the court or whatever, you're playing against veterans who've been feeding their families playing hockey for years. It becomes a different issue. It's not the same, oh. right? But the Olympics, the Olympics are a mess. We have three games tonight. I don't have any interest in. What What do you want us to know for for the week ahead for hockey? What What What's Zach planning? Because he's up to something. I, you always are.
2: Well. Usually a little bit, yes. But uh, like what we've been talking about, COVID just – it ruins it a lot because really the way everything is trending right now with COVID in these teams, I think we're going to see a lot more. And it, it sucks to say, but we see how much it's spreading right now. And there's no way – they're going to be rapid testing everybody, every chance they get, especially with the way this is going. And I think we're going to see a lot of stars – missing from games we're going to see a lot of games start getting postponed in the next few weeks so if I could say anything about the next few weeks it's more don't pull the trigger too early on a line that you think you absolutely love maybe wait more till the start of the game with these next few weeks because more than ever like we've seen in past years, especially like you think when it very first all happened and all came back with COVID, you're going to see a lot of games starting to get postponed. You're going to see a lot of players that you're banking your money on early in the day, goalies, top goal scorers, all of a sudden right before the game. Oh, he's not playing anymore. I'm screwed. The line just switched 100 points. Like You know what I mean? Oh, so that's horrible. And yeah, it's an awful – it can be the best feeling when it goes in your favor in a line move. Like I know my book has cash out options and I've made a bet where it like you put down $100 and before it starts, it's like the game hasn't even started. It's like cash out for $120. It's like already offering you money before the game started because they know you beat the line. But then you look at it the other time where it's like let's say you're betting on uh, the Chicago Blackhawks or something with the, how hot Marc-Andre Fleury has been lately. And uh, all of a sudden, oh, Flurry's not in net anymore. That line is going to change a lot, and you could see that cash out drop from 100 to 75 before the games even started, or something. I'm just using this as an analogy, but mm-hmm. literally, that that's the big thing right now. It's just so much, and I love what you said about how you're kind of going to stay away till the new year. Um, I wish Tuesdays and Wednesdays, especially when there's no football, I had the uh, same ability to do that, but. I've still hopped in for one or two but yeah I think the biggest thing is just don't jump the gun too early there's a lot happening this is goes for the NHL the NBA shoot even the NFL is starting to have it you see the Rams right now are having a lot of COVID problems
1: a lot of them and they're not the it, only team the Browns are Baker Mayfield just tested positive
2: yeah and I think yesterday they put seven out of eight they put eight players and seven out of eight of them were on the offense
1: yeah five four of them are on the offensive line
2: crazy that so is yeah
1: crazy you know what i used to do is on sundays as soon as the nfl games would start i would uh look at my hockey schedule for the week and i would pick out games a week ahead of time the games i wanted to target and this Sunday, I looked at the schedule. I saw the empties, where they were canceled games already, or postponing games, or these COVID lists. And I didn't even make a list. It was the first time in probably ten years that I didn't make a list on Sunday about my hockey.
2: Yeah, and that—that's crazy when you say it like that. First time in ten years. So yeah, at
1: least ten years. I mean, that's something that I always did. It was like a tradition during my football. I would watch the football a little bit, you know, especially during the first quarter. I would look, I would say, ooh, Montreal's playing Arizona tonight or on Wednesday night. I better circle that one because that could be a good one. But uh, not. you can't do that now, and that's a troubling thing, especially for guys like Zach who live and breathe hockey. Thank you so much for being here, brother.
2: No worries. always a good time to talk hockey with you, talk sports, talk gambling. It's all the best. I love what you do. You're the best at this, and I love being part of this podcast, my man.
1: Thank you so much. And you, my friend, have already proven time and time again how good you are. And you folks need to follow, them, follow Pick Profit on Twitter at Pick Profit. That's capital P, capital P. you got to check out Zach's videos. That's what I hear so much about from the responses from this show is the enthusiasm. I say Canadians are passionate about hockey. They have eight months of hockey and three months or four months of no skating or bad skating weather. That's what they have up there. God bless them. Great stuff, man. Thanks so much, brother.
2: No worries. Thank you as always, my friend.
1: All right. That's going to wrap it up for today's show. Until next time, you all take care of yourselves. Be good. And most importantly... Ladies and gentlemen, my mother thanks you, my father thanks you, my sister thanks you, and I thank you.
0: Thanks for listening to The Phil Nason Show. Download us at your favorite podcast catcher, including iTunes, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, or Google Play. And please leave a review. You can follow Phil on social media at CashWithFlash and like our Facebook show page.